Welcome to the More Than Pizza podcast, where we exist to walk with parents in the discipleship of their kids and offer more than just pizza. Welcome back to the More Than Pizza podcast. We have really enjoyed this. We hope that you're enjoying it as you listen and and tune in. And as you are listening, a few of you have given us some feedback and we want to honor that feedback. So if you've ever been hesitant of, hey, should I mention this to them? Yes, because we do listen to it. And we've heard from multiple people that some episodes, because there are several of us, it's hard to know who is talking because you may not recognize our voices just based on uh, the way they sound as to as far as who we are. So we're going to introduce ourselves and give you a chance to to match up some names with voices. And then we're going to jump in to today's topic. And so I, my name is JB. And I'm pumped to be able to share with you today. Yeah, I'm Ray Manning, and uh, excited to be here as always. I'm Corey, and I probably have the most unique voice on the podcast. My name is Jacob, and again, I apparently have the softest voice in this podcast. Uh, My name's Chris, and I'm ready to get going. And I'm Austin, and uh, we want to kind of piggyback off our last episode. Um, Whenever you were listening, you saw some questions uh, come in on that uh, latter end of the episode. And one of them was a 40-day challenge on separating ourselves from the world and and filling ourselves more with Christ and a word and prayer. And so we kind of want to piggyback on that um, in this episode and really talk uh, through what it looks like with our priorities in the home. Um, I think it can we can easily get distracted um, in the home. We can easily just uh, just do whatever um, and never really uh, make Christ uh, the preeminent one in our life. Sometimes we kind of just push him to the side. And so that may be a good question to kind of start this episode with. Is Christ prominent or preeminent? And so I want to start out by reading in Colossians chapter one, starting in verse 15. He says this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And you heard me emphasize so that he might come have first place in everything. So I think it's very important uh, for us as parents, us as individuals, us as families, uh, that Christ be preeminent in everything uh, that we do in our home and in our own lives. And so we kind of want to just bounce around the room and talk about that. What does it look like uh, for you guys? um, And what kind of things do you want to share with the family when it comes to the priorities in the home? It's crazy when you, when you were reading that and it was talking about who Jesus is and who Jesus was and continues to be. I mean, my goodness, if he is everything we believe him to be, why would we ignore that? You know, he's incredible. He has literally conquered death. And so why do we ignore that? I I couldn't, couldn't help myself from thinking, pick a celebrity that means a ton to you. Someone that you just think is awesome. If they were in your hometown or if they were somewhere where you had access to them, you, we would do a lot of things. We would do a lot of things to, to be near them, ask for an autograph, to get a picture. Uh, even like, you know, at concerts, people, you know, catch guitar picks or they get the set list, which is literally just a piece of paper with words on it. And so like we go through, we have bulletins. 
<laughs> bulletins. I, if you're listening to this, I will autograph your bulletin. Uh, this First of all, JB, who would be your person if you could spend a day with? Who would it be? His oh. would be Taylor Swift. No, no. I hope he's Taylor not a Swifty. That's a great question. Um, I, I'm but showing. You could say the church answer, just say Jesus. Well, yeah, but I do spend time with him, actually, Corey. Um, the thing is, I really am a big old Ole Miss fan. And the Mannings are just, it's football season. You know The Mannings are like, their commercials are hilarious. They're like, I would love to ride around and spend the day with Eli Manning. I mean, that's why I'm your best friend. Yeah, I discredit you in that (laughs) regard. But, uh, you know, probably, probably that direction. If not, then like maybe Need to Breathe or Ben Rector when you go in the music scene. Uh, I feel like we have similar personalities, but. Even on that note, JB, like I've heard a saying before, like we're talking about like things that aren't necessarily bad, like athletes, like not bad, like fun to watch, fun to enjoy. But like I had a pastor growing up and he had a saying that always says good things become bad things when they get in the way of the best thing. Mm. Fun things that we look at in life and how many times we let those things get in our way of Christ. And they're not bad, but they are when they trump over Christ. Yep. Yeah. And like, that's something that I'm guilty of in ministry. Like there's things that I enjoy. Like I love going and watching students play sports. Cause I mean, I love sports, but whenever that becomes my priority, instead of me sharing Christ or me pointing them to Christ, that becomes the hindrance of a ministry that becomes a hindrance of a church and as a hindrance of a family as well. And as like, we're keep looking in this episode, like it's important for us to kind of come back and say, Hey, how do we, prioritize Christ over the fun things. Yeah. Well, Most that, families are not repl- are not choosing horrible things to fill up their days and weeks. Mm-hmm. They're typically good things, but they're things that ultimately take us yeah. away from time with Christ. And going into the ministry, I feel like that's why a lot of pastors burn out. That's right. Is because they're putting ministry before Christ themselves. Like I have a plaque on my wall that says, without a relationship with Christ, you have nothing to offer anyone. Mm-hmm. And so like if if I'm just doing ministry and ministry and ministry, yeah. but I'm not going to Christ first, like I, I don't have anything to offer. And that that's right. that's, you can get burnt out. Um, and that could be why a lot of families might get burnt out at church. Um, they're doing so much life that they're missing they're, what, they're missing what they're, they're, yeah they're missing the best they're thing they're too busy um, and so like in, and I think because like our day starts so early right like how we're all of us are guys in here we probably wake up 10 20 minutes before we have to be somewhere except Austin he wakes up at four and I'm actually but, I hate being late so I will show too. up an hour early really yeah, yeah, sometimes to a fault like it's not a good yeah. thing I, I mean that. I get I everywhere early well. but like I think it's FOMO I'm not waking up just to walk around my house. (laughs) No, no. But but like, you know, we, I think a lot of people have that mentality of, all right, we got to wake up and get started. And then then we got to hit the ground running, then we're going and Mm -hmm. then we're gone. And then when we get home at the end of the day, we're, we're done. We know everything else is the most godliest thing to do is rest. That's right. And it's biblical. And it's very biblical. I taught rest a few weeks ago to my students. And one of the things I kept telling them is like, when we rest, it's not just to give us physical rest, which is important, but it's to direct all of our attention to the one who can only truly give us mm-hmm. rest. Like it's, it's an attention shift as well. It's not just sitting down a little bit. And that's perfect for priorities in the home yeah. Yeah. because if we don't take time to rest and <laughs> but really 
put you know put our mind and heart and focus on Jesus, yeah. then we're not going to be able to lead. Yeah. But we got to rest in the right thing, though. That's, That's right. right. Like if resting in Yellowstone is probably is True. probably not yeah. the best. <laughs> well, or we rest in so like you know we. Yeah. Resting in Christ is a lot better than resting in a, in a video game or resting in. Now, those mm-hmm. things are good, sure. You know, I'm, something you can do that just is there, but that doesn't need to be our priority. That doesn't need to be the thing that we're we're driving. We're wanting to get to the end of the day for that. Mm-hmm. We it sh- we should be looking for Christ, um, looking encouraging our relationship with Him with our own fam- our entire family as mm-hmm. well. Even in Scripture, when Jesus sought rest. He went and spent time with the Father. That's right. And so where are our priorities in that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you know, in Matthew 6, he talks about the possessions of the world. And we too often put our rest, put our hope in things of this world that the Bible says are going to rust away. The moths are going to eat. Mm. Thieves are going to come and steal. You know, uh, Matthew six twenty one says, for where your treasure is, that is where your heart is also. So, where is our treasure? Are we putting it in earthly things right. of this world that will disappear? Or are we putting it in the Lord and using that time to rest in Him, to grow in Him, to fellowship with Him? Because I promise if you put your hope in Mississippi State or Ole Miss, you're going to be let down. Every week, no. just Every about. week <laughs> it's going to happen. And sometimes I think I get caught up in that, and I know everybody that's listening probably, um, it may not, may not be Ole Miss or States, but those are always going to let us down. And so sometimes we allow them to get too far up in our list of things of just um, dominating our mind. Um, I love what our pastor, he, he uses this quite often. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes we put God at the top and then we start listing our priorities underneath that. Whenever he's preeminent in our life, it's not him staying at the top. It's him coming down in each area of that, right. of our That's lives. Right. Yeah. And when it comes to that, that's how he's becoming preeminent in everything when it comes to our family and our church and, and our ministry just coming down the line. God's continuing to be preeminent. And so priorities matter. Um, and I think that's something that we need to continue to look at in our homes. Yeah. So for the family, how do you allow God to be the center of everything you do, whether it's a car ride, a vacation, uh, or even like if it's a ball tournament, if it is a busy schedule, if it is a service opportunity as a whatever, how do you make God the center of everything you do as a family? Uh, it's an important question to ask. Yeah. Well, I, God is sovereign. And so I, I personally believe, and I tell my students this all the time of that you are where you are because that's where God has you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what that means is that everything that you're involved in, use that for the kingdom, use that's that right. for God. Um, don't, don't treat a lot of times we, like to look inward and become selfish Mm -hmm. and so we'll when it comes to rest we'll say well this is this is time for me to rest and do what i want this is my sport this is my this is my show this is my blah 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 well no all of those things are really the lord's you are his child Mm -hmm. he is our lord Mm -hmm. and so therefore all of those things that we do we look for opportunities we follow the leading of the holy spirit to let this be something that we're using for the kingdom. Which only question that JB asked is like a way we make God a priority in our life is like we let randomness that happens in life, we make sure that we point that back to God. Like I know I was going through Esther this past couple weeks with the students and like they were talking about the dice and um, whenever 
whenever Haman threw the dice, he was trying to pick a day. And then it also brought up Proverbs 16.33, where it says humans may roll the dice, but God controls the way that they fall. So anytime we're in a random circumstance, like say you have a blowout on your car, like not fun, but God had a purpose for that. I mean, you also think with that, when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, they got to the Red Sea and they were facing the wall of the sea and the mountains and the Egyptians coming behind them. And they're right where God wanted them to be, where he mm-hmm. was leading them. And he just wanted them to have faith in him that he was going to take care of the next step. And that's what he's wanting from us. Yeah. yeah. Well, Romans eight twenty eight. Now, we all know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purposes. And that's really a hard verse because all things includes the stuff that hurts, mm-hmm. the stuff that's not, it would be something that we wouldn't choose. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a, a, like a death of a child, for instance, like as parents, that is probably the worst thing we could go through. And I remember being ministering to a family that uh, lost a child in a car accident. And the mother is the one that said this verse at the funeral. And I was just, I was blown away because I was trying to put myself in her shoes and the family shoes. And I was just like, I'd be broken to no end. Yeah. But no, I believe through the Holy Spirit, she was able to say that no, it's somehow this is going to work out for God's good. Yeah. And it comes, so families, parents, as you're hearing this, we don't want you to feel like it, it's overwhelming and, and, and difficult. It is challenging, but also remember you can't draw from an empty well. And so the reason why the mom was able to stand in front of all the people that love and care about her and say that and on her darkest day was because she was firmly planted on scripture and, and serving the Lord. And so families, if you want Jesus to be a part of everything that you do, then you need to be a part of the thing that Jesus says he loves most, which, which is his church. You can't say that we prioritize Jesus, but then not fellowship with other believers, not being obedient and faithful to the church family that he's given you. So remember, nobody's asking you to do this on your own strength. Not even God. Like God is not saying, parents, disciple your, your children, figure it out all on your own. He's saying, come to me. Come to me and I'll give you rest. My, my burden mm-hmm. is easy and it, my yoke is light. Like, come to me, fill your well with the things that are good of God, and you'll lead out of surplus at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and it's not something that you feel <laughs> inadequate for. You feel fully equipped because it's not you anymore. Yeah, you still got to plow. If you even if you put on his yoke, you still have to plow the field. That's right. It's just a lot easier. God honors our obedience, but He does not force our obedience. And so you have to still choose to be obedient, and in that, He will bless it and He will honor it. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I think um, going off that, that you know, obedience is something that's crucial, and um, and then just surrounding yourself with the church, just like you said, is is important when it comes to our priorities. And sometimes we can put those things aside. Mm-hmm. I think in a busy schedule. Um, and then our kids see that, um, they right. see, um, that, you know, you're, you're pushing something that you call, uh, Christ preeminent in your life and that the church is something important. You're pushing that to the side, um, sometimes. And sometimes I think they need to see that we push other things in our schedule aside right. for those church things. Um, so, um, that they see that that is important that we're gathering with our, 
local minded believers that are so important uh, mm-hmm. to be with. That's a priority in the home that I think um, that needs to needs to happen as well. Yeah, we I've, need to be reminded that the choices that you make as a family ultimately build and develop your child's theology. It builds and, their worldview. Yeah, like yeah. just how they're going to interact with the world is. Mm-hmm gonna come from you and we said at one time parents if you don't disciple your children the world's going to that's right then like and so if we're not speaking into that or they're saying that we're lax on stuff like they're it's just where it's going to come from for them as well and the world is not going to tell them to put christ as a priority yeah it's just not and it's not even going to make it easy for them Mm -hmm. and we're we're dealing what we have to remember every choice we make has a consequence i'm dealing with my six-year-old and getting her to understand if I do something wrong, there's a consequence. If I do something right, there's a consequence to it. Everything's going to have something happen because of the choice you make. So as a family, making church a priority, making spending time with God the priority, if you do that, there's a good consequence of God being invested in the family and you investing in him. But on the other side of that, when we make other things the priorities, as Austin was saying, what are we showing to our kids? What what are we saying about this relationship with God? What is, how is it important? It also is, I mean, this is, it brings up a difficult point too, because like sometimes you have to say no to okay things in order for God to be there. Like going back to don't like the good things, get in the way of the best things. Mm-hmm. And whenever you say no to those things, like you're showing your child, hey, like God is more important. Like, mm-hmm. are they bad? No, but going to this sporting event, this football game, this baseball game, like whenever you go to those things, instead of putting God in first, like that, that hinders a child's discipleship. And it becomes bad when it becomes idolatry. You know, and we see in Colossians 3, you know, it tells us to put on the new self, but like it also talks about in verse 5, it talks about putting things to death and such as, we, you know, we would know these parts, sexual immorality, impurity, evil desires, passions, and covetousness which is idolatry, but sometimes we want to skip the word passion because just it doesn't sound that bad. But at the end of the day, idolatry can take place, especially when those passions such as sports or activities or even work or even our kids' activity, when that's the front runner of everything, we, we have missed it. for us, like we yeah. said. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just a key thing to keep in mind that even passions can turn into idolatry, which becomes sin in our life. And in that, I think you ultimately have to ask yourself, what's your purpose? What's your goal? Uh, when you start aligning your priorities and and welcoming Christ in, it's ultimately revealing pur- purpose. And I couldn't help but think of Paul when he's writing the book of Galatians. And in verse 10 of chapter 1, he says, For am I now trying to persuade people or God, or am I striving to please people? If I were still striving to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so I think a lot of times we do make decisions because we feel like we have to make them to fit in Mm -hmm. or because other families are making them. But we're not here to please the status of the world. We're here to please the Lord. And then the next chapter, Paul gives a famous uh, New Testament verse where he says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I mean, that's the purpose. Yeah, I That's the goal. Yeah. We don't need to forget the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit's involvement in all this. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can even see the, disi- the disciples after Jesus' crucifixion, they hid. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like they, they went, they locked themselves in rooms. Peter denied. They they denied Christ. No, Jesus was gone. It was life became very different for them. And then all of a sudden, Holy Spirit comes. Mm. And now these jokers are no longer hiding. That changed everything. Yeah. It, it, they were bold. Yeah. yeah they, they were bold. They went out They to a point of where they got arrested. Right? And that was what they were afraid of when Jesus That's died. Right. And even the one of the Pharisees stood up in Acts chapter, it's four. Acts chapter four, Acts chapter four, where he said, "Hey, look, if this is from man, it's going to fail like all of these other people that have gathered a following, following, and then we killed them, that we killed their leader, and then all of their followers quit. The disciples were on the exact same track. The leader died, and then they all hid. They were going, they weren't going to claim him. They weren't going to claim Jesus anymore. They were, they even did deny him." And went back to what they and were went doing back before. to what they were doing before, but the Holy Spirit came in, and so for us, as parents, as ministers, as just church goers, even as students who have the Holy Spirit, use Him, <laughs> rely on Him, um, and then when stuff gets hard, you know, when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us mm-hmm. with moanings too deep for words favorite verse and we got to ask ourselves too like is it dwelling in us and i think that could even be a question for families this week like in our home is the holy spirit dwelling with us you know how much are we really trusting it and and so you know some days again we're just walking by our own um avenues of life but are we really trusting the lord in these steps of our life with financial decisions through academic decisions or you know even maybe illnesses or whatever it could be is the holy spirit leading our family even as a family, read Acts chapter 4 yeah. and ask yourself, are we living with this type of boldness? I think we have some really good thoughts. Um, and it goes back uh, to, is he prominent uh, or is he preeminent in our life? And I think that's important. Um, I think these are some great uh, great uh, thoughts for the home. And, uh, and then Jacob's going to share with us uh, some thoughts that you can carry into the home. So as families, we just want to encourage you. Hopefully you've been encouraged by this podcast, but this week we just want you to spend some extra time with Jesus and your family. And so maybe around the dinner table or just just before bedtime that you can spend um, about 10 to 15 minutes with Jesus praying, reading God's word um, with your family. And so again, we hope to uh, for you to join us again next week. And thank you for being with us on More Than Pizza podcast.